How to crack the Indian Premier League playoffs. It's cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 139. I'm Ed Hawkins, and this is the final time of 2022 that we say IPL betting hub. We're winding down, only to immediately rev up for another white ball fest, another action-packed betting bonanza on the cob for Betfair, Sam Collins. Done straight, Edward Hawkins. The IPL is, believe it or not, almost done. So we are going to preview the death throes, review what's gone before, have a look at what it means for the bigger picture, and of course, give you our best bets to help us do that. Let's say hello to betting.betfairs, Paul Krishnamurti. Hello, Paul. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm very well, Paul. I'm very well. Always a pleasure to hear your voice. And Alongside you, we have someone who's always a, a hard man to please. It's SportingLife.com's Richard Mann. Hello, Richard. Hi, Sam. I realised I sounded very miserable last week on the intro, so um, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Um, so well. So well. Look at this. All good cheer. Edward Hawkins, what's on the show? Yeah, we preview the Wednesday knockout super clash between Look Now Super Giants and RCB and give you the all-important lowdown on the two new venues for the IPL playoffs. That's Kolkata and Ahmedabad, which is the home of Gujarat, if you hadn't noticed. Oh, tantalising stuff. We'll also look ahead at the World T20 market and ask, has this IPL blown the tournament outright wide open? Plus, Richard Mann and Edward Hawkins combined for a bumper T20 blast preview with some big priced picks. Best bets are here too. Let's get on with the show. As ever, we start with an outright for the IPL. Another related outright coming up, by the way, of course. Um, these are Betfair Exchange prices. 2.6 Gujarat, 2.98 Rajasthan Royals, Bangalore at 6-1. to one, And look now, super giants, love saying that, um, are at 7.2. One of Gujarat, all the Royals, may already be in the final as you listen to this, most likely. Um, games have moved on to Kolkata and Ahmedabad, of course. The Kolkata pitch report will follow. For the look now, Super Giants, there we go again, versus Royal Challengers Bangalore preview. But Ahmedabad hosts the final and the second qualifier. Edward Hawkins, what can we expect? Yeah, the last 15 at this venue, Ahmedabad, uh, both sides scoring 170 has happened just twice in 15. Nine out of 15 have been won by the chaser. And first inning scores breaching 170 or more is just four of them. So not a huge amount of runs to be expected at Ahmedabad, perhaps not so different to some of the pitches which we've just left behind. Could it be that spin and taking the pace off is the way to go again? And is it going to be another sluggish surface? Okay, thank you. Coming to the lads now. Generic advice, please. This tournament comes to a close. Paul Krishnamurti, you always have your eye on the surfaces and we've now got two fresh ones to bet with. Well, usually with fresh services, especially in the tournaments, I'm always inclined to think big runs, like the same in the first opening match of the tournament. Eden Gardens is an, Eden Gardens is an absolute goldmine for boundary hitters. 
Um, one of the best tracks, if not the best track in IPL, perhaps outside the old Bangalore track. Um, the last time this was used in IPL, 2019, seven matches, three of the first innings were 210 or higher. One of them was 232, and only 107 was sub-170. So I really think that we should look at overs in the Eden Garns matches. Our Medabad is much, much trickier. We've got a much smaller sample historically. Um, I think, as Ed just explained, there's not that many big scores here at all, much less so. We did see a 2-2-4 in one game. Um, I would say wait and see in the first few overs and just in, in the second qualifier for making a conclusion. But I suspect par will be a bit low and I'd be more inclined to maybe try under there. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Richard Mann, the consensus on our last show was that the Royals are going to win this. Um, what other wa- angles can we wangle on this? Just quickly on the mother market. So just the last few games, actually, real bias towards the bowlers. Um, incredible, actually. So in the last game, Punjab Kings beat Sunrisers Hydro. Harpeet Bra picked up three for 26. He he got it, even though Liam Livingston made 40-odd not out from only 22 balls. And then when Mumbai beat Delhi at the weekend, Jasper Brummer bowled really well, three for 25. But Tim David, I mean, the run chase was decimated until he came in. 34 from 11, 11 balls. He turned the match on his head and Bummer picked up the man of the match award. I just found it staggering, both of those, but particularly that Tim David didn't cop. Um, they're the last two games we've seen at, at the time of recording. I think there's definitely a bias towards the bowlers. They've been favoured actually throughout the tournament. Clearly, batsmen have had their time, but I would be looking at bowlers going forward. I think they're being favoured. Okay. Um, quick review of the tournament: successes, failures, pointers to the future. I start with Hawkins. Yeah, thanks. Kolkata Knight Riders a major disappointment for me. For me, they really should be in these playoffs with the squad that they had and the balance that they had and the power and intent. And they were all basically let down by their coach, Brendan McCullum, I think, who destroyed their confidence by dropping players willy-nilly as soon as they had a failure. Um, I expect because McCullum's gone now, uh, we can write off this season and start afresh next time round. So let's not judge KKR on this season. So, so long as they get a decent coach behind the wheel. Uh, one to the future is perhaps Jitesh Sharma, uh, who was a, a big pointer and we've mentioned him so often in, in this show um, and he'll be big prices for top run scorer next time round. So he's a player to watch, certainly may even force his way into Indian reckoning. OK, what have you learned for your punting, Rich, uh, Paul Krishnamurti? Rather? A few things. Um, first of all, just really amazed that there hasn't been a big toss bias after everything we saw last year. Um, I mean, amazingly, I've been placing some bets pre-toss on the match odds, which I couldn't imagine at the start of the tournament, and had a reasonable return. Um, Player-wise, really like Umra Malik and Mohsin Khan. I think they're both excellent prospects, fast bowlers. Um, but the big thing for me has been just transformative on my favourite market on the runs betting. Um you know, I've been doing this for so long and I'm amazed I haven't paid more attention to this. But it's all about the sectionals. It's about knowing when the runs are scored at each ground. We've, in recent shows, we've talked about the DY Patil Stadium where almost every game the unders pays on the last five or six overs, like extreme unders, like 100 to one shots winning. And at the Wankee Day, we know that 
we bet after the first power play, after about the ninth over, back overs, it wins 80, 90% of games. Um, you know, I'm amazed I haven't done this for, for years, but I've been, it, it means a bit more pre-match research, but a sort of less manic approach in running. Um, and I've got to say, it's down to the podcast. You know, I must thank you guys, because I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't doing that extra work in advance of matches rather than just waiting for them to start. It's our pleasure, Paul. It's our pleasure. Um, same question to you, Richard, man. So I, I look at outright and, and top bat and bowler markets, actually. So unsurprisingly, um, eight out of the top 10 run scorers at the time of recording this season, openers, you know that before. Uh, five and five split between overseas and Indian players, which surprised me a little bit, actually. Um, but the bowler is just really interesting. I flagged it up a couple of weeks ago. And again, at the moment, three out of the top five wicket takers this season are spinners, but crucially, they're wrist spinners, attacking spinners who are going to go for runs but take wickets in the middle overs. And just for the first time next year, we'll probably be on this show considering backing a wrist spinner for top tournament wicket taker, which I just couldn't have envisaged doing two years ago or a year ago. And one Paul flagged up last week and he picked up wickets at the weekend. Prashant Solanke, a wrist spinner from Chennai Super Kings. He's obviously got a lot to learn. He's only played twice this year, but he looks a really good prospect. And the key there is if MS Dhoni stays as captain of CSK, very good at identifying young talent. He did it with Guy Quad. People weren't flagging him up a couple of years ago. Top tournament run scorer in 2021. I wonder if Solanke can be top tournament wicket taker in 2023. Right. I did promise you another outright. Um, the Men's World T20 starts in October. The IPL has had a big impact on that, Edward Hawkins reckons. Um, Australia, the hosts, are currently the 4.5 favourites. India at 4.7, England 4.7, Pakistan 9.6, New Zealand 11, South Africa 13.5, West Indies 14.5, Sri Lanka 55, Afghanistan 65, Bangladesh 70. What have you got, Hawkins? Well, what a stinker of a prize India are. Uh, their gun players have had a terrible... IPL and those pitches in Australia aren't going to be suiting them. I'm inclined to be laying that price. I'm surprised they're joint second favourites. Kohli Pant, Rohit, Ishan Kishan, Shreyas Iyer, Venkateshaya, Jadeja and Bumra, who would have walked into that World Cup lineup pre-IPL, have all had absolute stinkers. Do India have the guts not to pick some of those guys? Probably Shreyas and Venkatesh are vulnerable and Ishan is vulnerable. But Kohli, Pant, Rohit, Bumrah have had really poor tournaments. Pant, my goodness me, his star has crashed to earth, hasn't it, in the last few days after that disastrous captaincy display in the game they had to win. Kohli, we've mentioned it throughout this tournament, um, the game has just bypassed him. This format is not his strongest suit. He can't score fast enough. He'll be in that 11 if he wants to be in that 11. Um, and just think they're a very, very solid lay at 4.7 at the moment. Okay. Richard Mann, thoughts on that? Kane Williamson's similarly poor performance rules out a bet on the Kiwis, maybe? Yeah, I'd agree with everything I'd said there. Um, and I just fear that New Zealand's chance was last year, to be honest. Brilliant, brilliant one to the final. And Australia were too strong. Williamson's forms are worry. And I'm just not... Sh- 
I think they'll need to improve again going to Australia to to have a chance of going one better. I, I wouldn't fancy them. I think aside very much on the up is South Africa, Rabada, Nokia. We've seen them do well. And Nokia now he's back to full fitness. And then we've seen a little bit of a look at the future of South African cricket. Brevis looks a real young talent. Um, obviously, De Kock's been brilliant again. We've got Shamsi back home with a wrist spin. And who knows, maybe Fafta Plassey will be back in. If he is, I think South Africa have got a got a mighty chance in conditions that they're like. And I think they're a massive price at 13.5. I really do. Yeah, it's a great okay. spot, Rich. Um, the thing with South Africa is, do they let the hand break off? If they do and just let their players play with freedom, they've got a great... They've got a great chance. But if they're going to be uptight and be safety first, then um, the 13.5 is probably right. But with the talent they've got, um, you're absolutely right. They are the value. So, so they've just got to get the mentality right. That's where I'd love to see Faf come back because he's he didn't used to bat like he does now in T20, but he comes out now and he, he realises it's a boundary-hitting game and I'd love to see him back involved in that setup. I think he'd be a, an asset, not just for his run scoring. Okay, thanks very much. Paul Krishnamurti, are you a man to tie up your money until late November? Not, I'm not especially inclined to because we have so much to deal with in the meantime. But um, regarding the market, I, I, I mean, I would pick Australia. I would definitely pick Australia at home. Um, now Warner's playing well again. And, you know, some of their best players haven't even had a particularly hard tournament. Um, I, I think they, they, they're rock solid and 72 is a fair price. But how much is that going to move? Um, completely agree with Ed about India. I mean, I, on the one hand, they have got just extraordinary depth in bowlers. You know, I mentioned Umran Malik before. He could come in and he could be devastating on, on those pitches. Um, I like most in Khan a lot. But at the same time, they're going to struggle to pick a settled lineup with so much choice. And the, and the players that Ed mentioned, you know, Coley in particular, Coley's a liability and you know he's going to play, right? And you wonder whether Rohit's passed it. Not a huge Ishan fan anyway. Wonder if Venkatesh I was good in just a one season. Um, phenomenon. So yeah, I'd be down on them. Uh, I'm not down on so down on New Zealand. That you know, they're always underrated. They turn it around somehow and they bring their game to big tournaments. So I'd certainly give them a squeak. The team I'm really down on is West Indies. Um, you know, I think why they're the same price roughly as South Africa is just crazy for my money. They look finished. I mean, Pollard's gone. Um, Bravo's retired. Hodeen Smith's uh, had a stinker of a tournament as well. He's supposed to be the coming man, wasn't he? Indeed. And and where are the bowlers? You know, where are the bowlers? Where is who, how are they going to contain teams out there? I think that they should be ranked outside. They should probably be 25. And South Africa should be a bit shorter. New Zealand should be a bit shorter. Um, but having said that, I wouldn't put anyone off back in Australia. Okay. Good hustle, guys. Thank you very much. Best bet still to come, but let's get a game on. The loser is going home. Wednesday, look now, Super Giants versus Royal Challengers Bangalore from Eden Gardens, 3pm live on Sky Sports. That's UK time, of course. 1.95, look now, Super Giants plays 2.04 Royal Challengers Bangalore on the Betfair Exchange. These two have got to win three on the spin to win the title. Let's get some teams and a pitch report from Edward Hawkins. LSG, we think, might line up like this. Rahul de Kock-Lewis, 
Huda Vora, Stoinis Gautam Holder, and as Paul Krishnamurti, could this be India's new bowling lineup? Mohsin, Avesh, and Bishnoi. RCB, Faf, Kohli killing it for them. Patidar, Maxwell, Lomra, Karthik, Shabazz, Harshal Patel, Wenindu Hasaranga, Hazelwood, and Mohammed Siraj. RCB have beaten each of the three playoff rivals, by the way. That's about the only good thing they've got going for them. They beat LSG by 18 runs. It will be a four-game winning streak if RCB win the title. What price would they have been uh, to do that? Well, I don't think they'd be as short as they are now. Eden Gardens, famed chase bias at uh, the Gardens, no longer. Seven out of the last 11, one by the team batting first. Four teams have both got 170 in that little sequence. Sportsbook go 13 to 10, both have 170 again. That's not a bet. Nine out of 11, however, have scored one at 170 or more in the first dig. So your runs par line round mid 170s, fingers crossed, is a buy. Three out of 11, as Paul alluded to earlier on, 200 or more. So you're going to get big prices on that and that could well be a bet and these are t20 and ipl matches only in our study period okay um richard mann who's going to win this game look now super giants too strong too consistent for rcb okay um do you concur paul krishnamurti and what do we do with the runs bet or trades here i do concur i'm on lsg for the title um i'm not going to abandon them um, I think you're going to need big runs to win this game. And I wonder whether Kohli will stall Bangalore early. Um, but I think in all honesty, I'd much, I'm much more keen on just backing overs and then backing overs again. I think there's some great prices here. So now, now Ed was quite sceptical about the 13 to 10 on both teams to score 170. I quite like 8 to 11 about both scoring 160. I just think it would be a lot higher than that. Um, the first innings run, absolutely. I mean, 180 or more, I, I suspect, will be in excess of six to four and a good bet. 200 is probably going to be five, six to one. They're definitely, definitely worth looking at. But the real bet for me is over 13.56s at five to six. This, that, that's, that's wrong. That should be 16.5, 17.5 in my book. I think they'll, they'll do it easily. And this, there's plenty of power on both sides, plenty of depth, plenty of finishes. So that's a real nap. Okay. Anything in play from uh, you here, Richard Mann? Yeah, I'm really keen on Glenn Maxwell. I know I've been talking him up for a few weeks and he was a little bit unlucky in the last game, 14 out from 18 balls. Clearly what what is happening is he's been held back till after the 10th over and then they're getting him in, getting him in to finish, finish the innings. But he's that quick, he can almost catch up. He, he, he didn't cop in the last game. Curly made 70-odd from, what, 54 but Maxwell, 40 off, 18 now. If Curley had got out a couple of couple of overs earlier, I think Maxwell would have copped. And I mean, he was 41 at the start of the innings. I, I didn't actually see what price he drifted out to, but, but you've got to have that in mind. I'll be sticking with Maxwell anyway, half stake at four to one, and then I'll be topping up in running. You know that you're going to have to give an head start away, but I'm prepared to do it given the far Maxwell's coming to. Okay, Edward Hawkins, take it to the tops, please. 
Yeah, Rahul and Faf uh, boosted to 13 to 5 and 11 to 4, respectively, by Betfair Sportsbook. They're both win rate wagers. Faf got 96 when these sides met earlier in the tournament. Wrong prices on batting order. Well, one stands out. It's someone we've mentioned consistently. It's Lomro at 14s. He's batted at number four for RCB. I've just got a question mark by Stoinis's name with 11 to 1 next to it. That might look a bit chunky, I think. Hazelwood has won RCB the game in the previous meeting with four wickets. He's 11 to 4 top RCB bowler. That's fine. Happy to take that. Finally, Coley under 24.5 at 5 to 6 with Sportsbook. A duck versus LSG last time out. And that bet has won you eight times out of 14. So it's just about squeezing the right side of value. Okay, finish this one off for us, please, guys. Richard Mann first and then Paul Krishnamurti. I've made the case for Maxwell already. Another one for LSG. Manon Vera is back in the side. Top order player. I think he'll bat number three if he can get in with the way Decock and Rahul are batting. He's nine to one for top LSG batsman. Classy player. I've done plenty of money in on him in the past, but I think if he comes in at number three and you're on at nine to one, you can't really complain with that. Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, um, just really endorsing guys here. Um, Glenn Maxwell, four to one, would be my pick for RCB, definitely. And 13 to five is very fair about for a whole opening. Um, and given what Rich was saying about man of the match and bowlers, I think I would look at Mosin Khan at 14 to one and Josh Hazelwood at the same. Okay. Thank you very much. Done. That's the IPL. Done. Hope you've enjoyed our coverage. Um, in the meantime, we've got to find something else to do. So we're going to move on to another T20. It's the blast in England. Yes, the T20 blast used to be a terrific betting heat. Some might say it's gone a little bit lukewarm since the 100, but we at betting.betfair are bang up for it. Starts on Wednesday, just the 18 teams to decipher. Sorry about that. Kevin Peterson. Let's give you some odds from the Betfair Sportsbook. Sussex are the six to one favourites with Mohammed Rizwan and Rashid Khan doubling up. Nottinghamshire at sevens, Lancashire and Somerset at eights, Kent and Surrey at nines, Yorkshire and Worcestershire at tens. It's like the arc. Um, selected others for you Middlesex at sixteens and Derbyshire at 33 to 1. But Ed Hawkins and Richard Mann have been beavering away for you. So let's go to Hawkins for a tournament lowdown. Yeah, Kent are your holders. These teams are split into two groups of nine. The North and uh, Northamptonshire is the line that constitutes the North these days. And the South, Cannelly, who'd have worked that one out. Top four of those two groups go through to the quarterfinals. Your final is in Birmingham in July the 16th. So it's going to go on for a bit, this one. Four of the first six in the betting with Betfair Sportsbook are in the South group. So Nottinghamshire and Lancashire are the odd ones out. Okay. Uh, easy. Bet on Notts and Lancashire then, Richard Mann? Well, it, it, clearly you're a fan of the Northern Powerhouse, Sam. Just a quick, quick note from last year. All four teams on final day came from the South group. But bear in mind that Birmingham Bears are Warwickshire. They blew a really good chance against Kent in the quarterfinals. Um, and Yorkshire should have beaten Sussex. We remember that uh, amazing innings from Rashid Khan. So I don't think the South are, are going to dominate as the betting would suggest. 
Um, but in terms of Knotts and Lancashire, I have a few reservations about both. Knotts' really good record won this in 2017 and 2020, but I don't think they've replaced Harry Gurney yet. Recently retired, excellent death bowler. Dan Christian's back, but I'm not sure he's the force of old. And a really interesting one, if Joe Clark gets called up by England, Rob Key has said he is now available for selection at it would be a decision I would disagree with, but he is an excellent player and I think he probably will be in the frame at some stage. Not his strong side could suddenly become a little bit weaker. As for Lancashire, they're already missing Saqib Mahmoud out for the season and Matt Parkinson is another one who could be with England this summer. I think their bowling would look really light there. Look out for Tim David, who's, who's going to play for Lancashire this year. Um, that's a real good coup for them. But the one negative I have about Tim David is, is he's looked out of sorts against high-quality spin. Sun on the Rhine really troubled him against KKR in the IPL and, and Old Trafford tends to spin and it definitely did last summer. So that would be negatives for those two. And given they're both quite short, they wouldn't be for me. Who do you fancy, Richard Mann? So I'm going to go with Birmingham Bears or Warwickshire, as I know you like to uh, call them. Look, uh, un- unlike other T20 tournaments, the the blast, if you play well in four-day cricket, you can you tend to do well in 20 over cricket as well because, look, this it's a treadmill, isn't it? It's county cricket. And we saw Essex a few years ago that won the four-day competition and won the T20 tournament. Just players playing good cricket all around really and and Birmingham Bears did that last year they won the county championship and the Bob Willis trophy got to the quarters of this tournament but their batting held them back and they blew a, a simple run chase against Kent really who who went on to win at a canter and I think it was a missed opportunity for Birmingham but they've made some changes this year they brought in Alex Davis from Lancashire terrific opening batsman and he will open with Paul Sterling another excellent signing he was brilliant in the PSL um, in the last edition Carlos Brathwaite takes over as captain he he was in the squad last year um, that means that they don't have to pick Will Rhodes who's a four day captain I'm not sure he's an automatic pick in the um, T20 side so they look strong I think they're going the right way and then at a much bigger price I think they're 14 to 1 Birmingham at 33s I do like Derbyshire always punched above the weight in this competition Mickey Arthur's taken over as coach I'm a massive fan of him and I just think they've recruited well. Shan Masood at the top of the order, been brilliant so far this season in four-day cricket, excellent in the PSL. They've signed Mark Watt, um, that Scotland spinner who was brilliant in the T20 World Cup. And then they've just got a good side. Wayne Madsen was injured last year, but he's back amongst the runs. I think they'll pack a punch, Derbyshire. I'm not sure they'll be good enough to win it, but I think they could make finals there. Okay. Um, Edward Hawkins, talk to us about Middlesex. Yeah, Middlesex are an interesting price at 14. You've got a lot of teams in this blast um, and they're all very solid with the bat. And I think the difference here is going to be made with the ball. We can learn something from the IPL. There's going to be a team or going to be a clutch of teams who managed to squeeze through into that quarterfinals because of their bowling strength. And Middlesex, if you're ranking on bowling economy and bowling average, you're coming out number one. Uh, they're also far, far from shabby with the bat. And in terms of those numbers and their price, there's a big plus in their favour at 14, at 16, sorry. So they, they're going to give you a decent run for your money. Uh, following that, I'm not so, I'm not uh, too pot off by Worcestershire at tens. Was hoping for a little bit more. Quite fancy their bowling lineup of Sodium, Pat Brown, Alzari Joseph, and Moeen. They could do something. Uh, and finally, keep his eyes on Will Smead. 
He could well be opening the batting with Joss Butler in that uh, World T20 that we talked about earlier with a strong blast and strong 100. I'm going to be backing him top match run scorer and man of the match when the need arises. He's going to be opening the batting for Somerset on an absolute road down there. Uh, and He's not going to need to be batting for very, very long at all to be racketing up some monster scores. He's a real gun player, so keep your eye on him. Okay. Lovely stuff. Blasted through that. Um, no, sorry about that. It's a terrible pun. Um, now, best bets time. Right. Best bets time. That time of the show. We've got some scores. We've got some doors. And we have Hawkins. Yeah, Paul Krishnamurti is minus 26. Got ground to make up. Richard Man is minus 4.55. So he's on the cusp of going into the profits. Uh, I can't remember who is going to be going first this week, but they've got uh, five units each to spend. So please take it away with your best bet. I'll go first and kick off with a blast then. I'll I'll just have a unit win Birmingham Bears to win the T20 blast and half a unit each way Derbyshire Falcons to win the T20 blast. Okay, mine's easy. It's nap time. Five units over 13.56s. At five to six in Lucknow versus Bangalore. So my final three units, Lucknow versus Bangalore. I'm going to have a unit, Glenn Maxwell, top Bangalore batsman. I'm going to have a unit, Manan Vora, top LSG batsman. And then split stakes, half a unit, Ravi Bishnoi and Avish Khan in the man of the match market. Just time to remind you that betting.betfair has previews for all the IPL playoffs and the final and some free bet offers as well. Join us next week when we'll be moving from white ball to red with an England versus New Zealand first test and series special. <laughs>